Hello, and welcome to the Behind Beowulf podcast, where we take a deeper dive and an analytical look at the elements of this epic. My name is Ava Satterfield, and this week we are taking a look at the Creatures of the Night archetype. Over the last few weeks, we've talked about the idea of good versus evil and the hero archetype as well, but with Halloween just around the corner, the Creature of the Night theme felt fitting for this week. These creatures don't need any further introduction, so here we go. Many of us have our own version of a creature of the night, something that causes us a great deal of worry and anxiety that we have to face and overcome. However, for Beowulf and the Danes, this came in the form of a monster. This first monster to be confronted head-on in the epic was Grendel. Grendel, who is a descendant of Cain, with anger and evil deeply rooted in his soul, had been wreaking havoc against the Danes for a considerable amount of time before Beowulf had heard about it. Grendel's first attack was described as follows. He slipped through the door and there in the silence snatched up thirty men, smashed them unknowing in their beds, and ran out with their bodies, the blood dripping behind him, lines 36 through 39. After many more nights of similar attacks, King Hrothgar and his men had exhausted all of their ideas and countless possibilities of ways to defeat Grendel when Beowulf decided to take matters into his own hands. Beowulf, off in the land of the Jeets, came to the realization that he needed to help the Danes. In essence, Grendel acted as Beowulf's call to the adventure and the catalyst for why his transformative quest began. Without Grendel, there would have been no reason for Beowulf to leave the comfort of his homeland and embark on this quest. So I guess that's one thing that we have Grendel to thank for. Not only that, but it allowed the omens and the jeets to show that they looked favorably upon Beowulf, demonstrating that he was a well-respected and well-trusted individual, which are both essential qualities for an epic hero. Not only was Grendel able to help Beowulf showcase these qualities, but his strength and bravery as well. In the epic, it says that Beowulf was the strongest human that Grendel had ever faced, and this is exemplified through the following passage. Grendel clutched at Beowulf with his claws and was instantly seized himself. Claws bent back as Beowulf leaned up on one arm. That shepherd of evil, guardian of crime, knew at once that nowhere on earth had he met a man whose hands were harder. Lines 427 through 434. Without the following passage, the epic's audience would have never been able to get the exact feel for just how strong Beowulf actually was. I guess we have another thing that we can thank Grendel's murderous streaks for. The ability to have a comparison of strength for Beowulf. Without Grendel, there would have been no way for the audience to actually know just how strong Beowulf truly was. After Beowulf and Grendel's fight, Beowulf is who eventually emerges victorious, leaving Grendel for the dead and later decapitating him, and thus putting an end to his injustices against the Danes. However, Beowulf's challenges won't end here. We all know that no good creature of the night comes without an overprotective and vengeful mother, and this is precisely where our second creature of the night, Grendel's mother, comes into play. Beowulf ventures into Grendel's mother's cave, which can also be seen as representative of the abyss. It's an underwater cave that he has to physically dive down into, and is somewhere that Beowulf is challenged immensely. The journey to the cave was a physically demanding task, with the epic stating, The heaving water covered him over. For hours he sank through the waves, and at last he saw the bun of the bottom. Lines 571 through 573. Not only is Grendel's mother living in this muddy abyss, but she has a bone to pick with Beowulf, who just killed her son. Similar to Grendel, she is also a descendant of Cain, one of the Christian illusions in the epic that we'll talk about in later weeks. 
and has vengeance and anger deeply embedded in her heart. It's clear to see that Beowulf's encounter with this monster isn't going to be easy after reading lines 578 and 579, where we are told that she welcomed him in her claws, clutched at him savagely, but could not harm him. This tells us not only that Grendel's mother is an aggressive creature of the night, but also that she may allow for Beowulf to experience some sort of divine intervention. It's clear that without the creatures of the night, many elements of the epic wouldn't happen or be as easily incorporated in the plot line. So far, we have seen that creatures of the night were able to act as a call to action, a journey to the abyss, and gave an opportunity to stage a divine intervention, all three important parts of the plot of an epic. While these characters are often never anyone's favorite, they add dimension to the story that would otherwise be extremely difficult to incorporate. Not only is the abyss somewhere that challenges the hero tenfold, but it is a challenge that needs to be overcome in order to advance in the epic. With his strength and bribery, Grendel's mother was another monster that Beowulf was able to overcome, even if it wasn't as easy as some of his other fights. This helps Beowulf gain more trust from the Danes and is ultimately one of the factors that played into becoming their king. Not only that, but it also shows that Beowulf's past victories weren't just a fluke as he had been prior accused and that they were accomplished through his strength and superhuman abilities. Just when you thought that Beowulf had done everything possible to prove his bravery and strength, there is one last fight to be faced. Flash forward a few years and Beowulf is now old <laughs> and he comes face to face with the dragon. To most, Beowulf's fight with the dragon seems a bit unnecessary and solely occurring due to an excessive amount of hubris on Beowulf's part. But no true epic would be complete without the fatal flaw of the main character being exposed, which is exactly what today's third creature of the night the dragon was able to do. Beowulf's fight with the dragon happened because of his hubris and greed, like I had previously mentioned. He has gone his whole life consistently overcoming monsters in battle and feels as though he is unbeatable at this point. Not only that, but he fights the dragon for the purpose that he wants to gain the dragon's riches. These two fatal flaws, hubris and greed, are outlined in a detailed and descriptive speech that Beowulf gives before his and his men's fight with the dragon. The speech exposes Beowulf's flaws to the audience clearly for perhaps one of the first times in the whole epic. They'd been alluded to a little bit before, but like this was the most clear part, at least to me. The first quote that we are going to hear today is representative of Beowulf's overzealous pride and comes from this speech. I'd use no sword, no weapon, if this beast could be killed without it. Crushed to death like Grendel, gripped in my hands and torn limb from limb. Line 668 through 671. The second quote helps us, the audience, to further understand that Beowulf is going into this only for personal gain and a furthering of his collection of riches. No man but me could hope to defeat this monster. No one could try. And this dragon's treasure, his gold and everything hidden in that tower, will be mine. Or war will sweep me to a bitter death. Lines 638 through 687. Going into this encounter with the dragon, Beowulf believed that this was going to be another easy fight and that he would come out victorious in the same way that he did against Brekka, Grendel, and Grendel's mother, along with his many other encounters. However, that wasn't the case for Beowulf here. An encounter with the dragon left him fatally injured, and Beowulf's final in creature with a counter of the night helps us to see that he isn't some omnipotent being. Without this fight, Beowulf would have looked like he was invincible and unmatched in strength and bravery. However, as is demonstrated in this fight, that is just simply not the case. 
Finally, Beowulf's fight with the dragon allowed him to have a clean break and ending to the story. Because of Beowulf's injuries and ultimate death, this fight gives him the opportunity to pass his position on to Wilgaf. And if there hadn't been this third creature of the night, the ending of the epic would have looked much different and perhaps felt a little bit unfinished. Throughout the podcast, we talked about three different and important creatures of the night. We've seen how each one brought something different and highly important to the epic. Each one of these characters was able to provide something special to the plot and was an integral part of Beowulf's quest. Without these characters, Beowulf wouldn't have been able to undergo his personal journey and many elements of the story would have been lacking. While it's easy to hate these creatures of the night, without them no story would be complete. Thank you all for listening and please join us next week for a deeper look into the Christian illusions of Beowulf.